Now, I don't know if you're aware of uh, this uh, school that we've just heard of right now now just passed the package where uh, some uh, results are missing, specifically life orientation. The school is uh, uh, Gray High School in Port Elizabeth, where they've not really received their full metric, uh, full metric results. Do you have knowledge of this, uh, Elijah? Uh, I'm not aware of it because the Eastern Cape Education Department only held their uh, ceremony yesterday in the afternoon to award top achieving learners. So it would be them who would need to conduct the investigation because such uh, results would be it's what we call school-based assessment. It's something that is done at school. So mm. the schools should have submitted the results to the district and the district would have submitted such to the provincial education department. So it's something that I think they need to deal with. Uh, but of course the minister I'm sure will be interested in finding out what is going to happen. So she will need a report from the province to establish exactly what took place and what we need to do urgently to assist those learners. Now, let's look at uh, the quality aspects of uh, these results because that seems to be the emphasis uh, this year around Elijah. And a lot of people want to know in terms of the difference of uh, uh, the certification of that metric result. I know that it's very different. You get a, a bachelor's uh, a result. You get uh, Sometimes you get uh, a senior certificate. Can you give us just a, a distinction between the different forms of uh, uh, the, the results that students students can can receive yes um we have what we call a bachelor which in the past we used to call an exemption mm. um and you have a diploma and then you have a higher certificate and the, the, the certificate is like the the minimum qualification that you can get yeah that if you did not achieve at the highest level but a bachelor is what is usually used for uh, university admission. Uh, with that, you need to have achieved your 50s and uh, maybe one or two 40s. Uh, that is the, the highest qualification. And for a diploma, you would get two 50s um, or three two 50s, yes, and four, uh, four or three 40s as well as uh, three 30s. There, it means that um, you did not um, uh, re- did not perform at a level that uh, the bachelor qualifications um, uh, would would require you to achieve, mm. and uh, and those that achieve a certificate are those that have 30s and 40s, um, um, maybe two 40s, and then the rest will be repeated. So that's mm. the, the minimum. But also that means that um, you you you. You, you you really really struggled, um, mm. so you have that. But you you would also have an opportunity to um, to, to upgrade your studies if you, if you so wish. So that's 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 what we have. So Elijah, in terms of uh, that distinction uh, between those various uh, offerings, um, yeah. how did the students do this time in in terms of the quality of the results themselves? Um, no, they they did well, uh, but let's. Uh, let's start here. That the the number of of learners uh, that wrote the examinations in 2017 uh, was uh, smaller than what we had in 2016. So there were 45,000 fewer people who wrote in 2017 than in 2016. So everything needs to be taken into that context. Mm. So what we had was that we produced 153,000. Um, uh, candidates who obtained 
bachelor passes, okay. uh, which means those that achieved beyond 50%, uh, up to 100%, because okay. we have quite a few that achieved at that level. So, yeah, that's, that's the... That's the, the, the qualification at the bachelor level. But overall, it's 401,000 people who would have passed um, the grade 12 uh, 2017 examination. You know, also what's interesting is what you highlighted in terms of the number of uh, uh, students uh, that have actually participated in the metric results. Because yesterday we heard uh, uh, a real complaint coming from the Democratic Alliance where they were saying that they are not happy the fact that uh, uh, these results show that there are a lot of children that are actually uh, leaving school before they actually reach metric and uh, that seems to be the situation that is revealed in and this metric result uh, uh, outcome what are your thoughts around that kind of criticism elijah you know it's a fair criticism because it affects that not everyone who starts school has finishes at least at the time that we expect them to finish um, we have produced a document that has tracked the class of 2017 from when they started in 2006. It does show that there were 1.1 million and uh, some odd number. And only 534 set for the exams at full-time basis. Um, that means some 400 or so uh, did not make it. But it doesn't mean that um, they, they have dropped out. It means that some of them are still stuck somewhere in the education system because uh, people are not treated in the same way, so they are not able to progress in the same way at the same time, all the time, in all the years. So some are repeating somewhere. Uh, of course, some do drop out of school for various reasons, and we know some do pass away, and uh, that cumulative number mm. amounts to the figure that we have mentioned of people who are not making it through to grade 12. But we are also seeing an increase in part-time um, uh, learners, which means some who we say are dropping out, they actually continue, but at a much slower pace. That's why we are seeing an increase in part-time candidates who sit for the examination. Um, you know, what's also interesting is I want us to look at uh, the province that uh, actually did very well, um, uh, the top province free state. How would you actually say attributes to the culture of uh, this uh, uh, victory from the free state in terms of how well they're doing? We know that they're not a, a, a province that has the strongest infrastructure in itself, but there seems to be a very good ethos when it comes to uh, the metric results. Um no, they've done well. I mean, there are clear initiatives that I have in place that are working for them in terms of resourcing schools with laboratories and partnering with universities to help them to improve their results. But if you were to ask which province produced, as you're talking, your, your focus has been on quality passes. If you look at the province that has produced more bachelors, it's 35,800. It's quite a little Sure, sure. Due to, to the number that they have. I mean, yeah. they had 123,000 candidates sitting for the examinations, and Gauteng comes second with 35,000 uh, bachelor passes. And uh, Free State has about 8,800 sure, sure. of, of, of those uh, um, bachelor passes. So you will see that when we compare provinces, sometimes it doesn't 
It doesn't do them fair, sure, sure. Yes, because they are small. I mean, take Northern Cape, for example. They had only 8,000 candidates. So if mm. you're going to compare Northern Cape, Free State, against Guazunata sure. and Gauteng and, the, and Eastern Cape, then you, 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 you are committing an error, in my view, uh, because the actual numbers uh, tell a slightly a completely different story. So when we look at percentage, yes, Free State is number one. When we look at um, the number the of improvements, yeah. Mm. Yes, then you, you see that um, uh, they would have made a, a big, big, big improvement in terms of producing those bachelor passes. Elijah, just our final wrap up. I also want us to look at the challenges in the Eastern Cape because it seems like they do still continue, especially when we look at infrastructural challenges there. And I know that it's a big challenge for the basic education department. But uh, what have you as a department seen that actually can actually be reorganized and, and changed in that particular provinces? I know that you've, you've tried to restructure the, the infrastructure projects there as well. Uh, so still a, a lot needs to be done there in the Eastern Cape. Yeah, fortunately, you know, Eastern Cape has a new head of education there who was a, a, a DDG at the Department of Basic Education. He's been um, sent there to head that department. And I think this improvement that has been recorded in the Eastern Cape is due to the work that he has put in mm. uh, there together with the youth team. Uh, and we believe the fortunes of the Eastern Cape are, are changing, um, and, and that uh, not only learning outcomes will improve, but also uh, resourcing of the Eastern Cape will also be improved because we have seen them increasing their spending as far as infrastructure is concerned. Mm-hmm. And the Department of Basic Education nationally has also been assisting and supporting the Eastern Cape uh, Department to make sure that all the resources that are supposed to be in school are there. That's why you've seen the Eastern Cape in the past year reorganizing itself. They used to have 23 education districts. Now they have 12. And that could also account to the improvement that they have made, which means the management at province in terms of resourcing and coordinating um, its activities uh, have now been uh, made to be a little bit more efficient. That's why improvements are beginning to show. Well, thank you for giving us your time. That is Elijah Mthlanga, Basic Education Department spokesperson, talking to us about the quality of metric results released uh, just yesterday. Now joining us on the line for some analysis and to talk to us more on this is educational psychologist and professor at UNISA's College of Education. Uh, that is Professor Ramadungwane Tabane. Uh, professor Tabane, thank you for giving us your time. Hi, thank you for having me. Now, we've been speaking about really the issue of quality of these results. It seems that uh, we have seen some shifts from previous years, and it seems there are areas of uh, uh, improvements uh, in contest with the real harsh uh, uh, socioeconomic challenges on the ground, Professor. Yeah, I'm actually happy to hear that the department is now engaging deeper in terms of what they mean by by, by quality. Mm. Um, you, you, as Elijah just mentioned now, the matter of how many bachelor passes we have in particular province, rather than looking into the whole picture. But then, even those bachelor passes, they need to we need to go deeper into them sure. as well and find out where are they in the in, in the gateway subjects or where are they where are they lying. Because we know that STEM is very important, science, technology, and mathematics, in order to make us progress as, as a nation. 
because if we have more bachelor passes but we have more students taking in that literacy, then we are not going anywhere. So the prognosis becomes very poor in any way. And also it's interesting, Professor Tabane, to see the the outcome of these results because they contest against the ideas of affluency as well because you see uh, provinces such as the Free State and you see now new improvements in KwaZulu-Natal province mm. where you're actually seeing dynamics whereby it's actually the teaching methods that are being improved in those provinces in very mm. poor areas, but you see mm. a very good outcome. Another great example is Limpopo province, which also showed us some great nuances in some very poor uh, communities where we saw good results. Yeah. Look, um, I think somehow, remember that the department is also trying to attract good teachers and best teachers into these uh, com- uh, uh, rural, rural commun- communities. And I think if we can focus on, on that, somehow if we, can ha- we can have some similar program of teacher, I don't want to use the word redeployment, but mm. teacher sending like we have with the medical doctors, mm. where there will be more incentives for them to go to yeah, I know that they are such, but we still have teachers who are not taking that up. We need good teachers uh, with uh, the STEM subjects. We are, we are subject specialists who would go into that in the, into that area. Mm. But programs like, like, like the one that Shunisa has, I know that they are working on new diplomas on only focusing on science and only focusing on, 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 on mathematics mm. in the classroom. Because of most of the time we find that it's a juncture between the science that we teach in universities and the science that is taught at school. So but now we are having this program where universities, especially science, math and technology, are fitting together under the auspices of Professor Namukheti. We are trying to get to, to organize all of these into one particular package so that we know for a fact that quality education for STEM subjects is taken out. Another thing is the teaching of, of, of uh, life orientation because of if, we, if these learners lack skills and these teachers who are only giving life orientation as a bystander, mm. we are losing it as well. So. So, also in terms of comprehensiveness in the education system, as I was speaking to uh, Elijah Mthlanga, the basic education department spokesperson, we spoke a bit about how there's a lot of children who are falling out of the system before they reach matric. And I know that uh, as uh, um, an educational psychologist, uh, you would delve in issues like this. What do you think is the contributing factor to this? Is it because we don't have a comprehensive education Education system uh, that accommodates children of different uh, characters, personalities, maybe also uh, interests, uh, that we actually letting them uh, get out of the system? Or is it because of the social economic issues that also could actually make other uh, kids leave the system? Maybe there's a child who's actually has to look after his uh, little brothers in a, in a single house home because he's, he's a parent in that particular home. So there's many dynamics definitely that contribute to that. But could you give us just some of your thoughts around what contributes to so many children leaving the system? Mm. I'm glad that you mentioned the last part, the social economy. Um, we cannot put blame squarely on the education or on the Department of Education and say that it is their teaching or, 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 or they are ill. Our, this, this, is, this is a system problem. Um, you mentioned quite correctly so the, the matter of the circumstances that our learners have to go through mm-hmm. in terms of child, ch- 
child-headed household. We might think it's, an, oh, it's not happening, but it's still happening. Mm-hmm. And child-headed household happens in different ways. We, we talk about the girl learner who has to do lots of things apart from the, the of the boy child. And we had even the minister commenting that the fact that the, 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 the girls are increasing, however, the boys are still achieving more oh, yeah. than the girls. Yeah. And that inequality still needs to be, to, to be, to be attended to. Sure. The matter of mental health is very important. The district has educational psychologists. However, they are not enough. The, 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 the education system needs to invest again into this particular field of educational educational psychology and ensure that districts have the, have the educational psychologists who, with ratio, you know, uh, uh, in South Africa, we only have around 18,000 psychologists of all categories. So education psychologists are just a fraction of that. So we, we are not doing enough in terms of mental health for our learners. Mm-hmm. Depression is a, is, is a real thing. Uh, uh, anxiety is a real thing. So these learners don't get support, and in one, in one way or the other, they don't know where to go, and can lead to dropping out as well. Uh, just the final question, just in a minute or so, in terms of the curriculum itself, do you think that we've got a, a good mix right now or th- there still has to be more improvements in just how the composition of that curriculum looks? Just in 30 seconds, Professor. I think we are heading in the correct, in the correct direction. Lots needs to be done. We need to see what is happening internationally and then benchmark it against that. Uh, subjects like net literacy might not be getting us anywhere. So we need to invest more into the pureness of the subject. And this is where Professor Mudawu from Nisadaga coming in and starting to put their foot down in terms of program development.